Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. So I'm going to talk again tonight on some things because we really need to understand the prophetic word. We, we have to have a revelation just like we have to have a revelation on the written word of God. We have to have a revelation on the rhema word of God when God speaks. And we've got to learn to take hold of it and listen and begin uh, to see the threads of what God is speaking through his prophets that he's been speaking for a long time. You know, Jeremiah was a prophet. And God called him from his mother's womb to be a prophet. He didn't call himself. God called him. And God called him forth. And in Jeremiah 1, it said, let's go with verse, just start with verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. What a key thing right there. When a prophet speaks, it's the word of the Lord. You know, when a prophet is called of God and they speak, he says, I'm going to put words in their mouth. It doesn't mean that prophet understands everything that he's declaring. But the word of the Lord is going to come across to the people of God so they have a revelation of what the Lord is saying and what he wants. And so he said to Jeremiah, I put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, and to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. How is he going to do that? By his words. By the words that God spoke to the prophet or put in the prophet's mouth, these words would go in and what they would do is they would go over nations, they go over kingdoms, and they were to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down so that again, again, then they can build and plant righteousness. So things are being thrown down. Things are being destroyed. Prophets in this are speaking over this nation and they're rooting out and we are seeing it we are seeing the manifestations of the prophet of gods that are God, prophets of god that are speaking in this hour and we need to watch what they are saying because it's been repeated for years God has been speaking. I'm going to read some back all the way back in the 80s, but there's prophets that have spoken before that about our nation. And this is what God is talking to Jeremiah about. He is talking about nations. He's talking about what he wants to accomplish in nations. And if they won't line up, they're going to be null and void. And that happened. And it's happened many times through the years. So in verse 17, he says, Thou therefore gird up thy loins, get ready, arise, and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. Here's the word of the Lord to the prophets. Don't 
be moved by what their faces say. You speak my words. You declare the word of the Lord and don't be moved. For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city and an iron pillar and brazen walls against the whole land. What a wonderful word. <laughs> How would you like that word? It's not real exciting. Some people think they want to be prophets. And then I think, do you really want to be a prophet? Do you want to have the whole land against you? Against the kings of Judah? He, he's coming against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. That means everybody's against Jer going to be against Jeremiah. And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. So here is a prophet's assignment, specifically Jeremiah's, Jeremiah's assignment. And, you know, God said, I've ordained you. I've called you and I've equipped you to be a prophet, to speak the truth to the people, to bring deliverance. And one of the purposes of a prophet that brings the word is to bring deliverance. So the answers shall come. And so then in Jeremiah chapter 2, here's it. The Lord sends him. In verse 4 it says, Hey, hear ye the word of the Lord. O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord, What iniquities have your father found in me, that they are gone far from me, and have walked after vanity, and are become vain? Hmm. Is he talking to Israel, or is he talking to America? Just saying. Verse 8. The priests said not, where is the Lord? Now, the priests, the priests that are supposed to be those that are standing before the Lord, declaring the word of the Lord. He said, where are the priests? Where, where? The priests say not, where is the Lord? And they that handle the law knew me not. Wow. These are the people that are supposed to be influencing Israel. And God is saying, you know, how have they handled the word of God? The pastors also transgressed against me and the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. This is what God is saying. I'm thinking, wow, could this be America? What are they saying? What are some pastors saying? They are backing down. They are, they, they are okaying the things that are against God. They're allowing those things. They're approved of those things. And God's asking these questions. Why are you walking after that? Why are you going that direction? Why are you letting that lead you? Why are you letting that guide you? He says, as the Lord said, Wherefore I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead. So he's letting him know, because Jeremiah prophesied for over 40 years. That's a long time for him to prophesy. And he said, I'm going to plead with your children and your children's children. And then verse 11, it says, Has a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? I want to ask America, have you changed your gods? Where are, where are your gods? 
But my people have changed their glory for that which doeth not profit. The people changed their glory. What God had done for them, they carried the glory, the wealth of the nation. They carried the blessing of the Lord, and yet they turned it over to idols. They turned it over and said, we want the idols more than we want righteousness. And the Lord is speaking through the prophet, and he's asking them, did you change your glory? Well, they did. America, have you changed your glory? Our hearts should break over our nation and the condition of our nation right now and the leadership of our nation. Verse 12, be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be you very desolated, saith the Lord, for my people have committed two evil, evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. What a statement. Jeremiah is saying to the people, you have forsaken the, the God of living waters, the God that provides, the God that brings the blessings. And you hewed them out, your own cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. You went and you served the idols. You made your own gods. What are they doing for you? Think about it. Just think about what God is saying to Israel Israel here. You know, God didn't change his tone over the next 40 years, giving them time to repent, giving them time. America has had time to repent. And thank God we are finally waking up. But I'm going to read some prophecies of old that some prophets of old said about our nation. And he's giving us time to repent. Get serious about it. Of course, this is the Thursday night crowd. You are the serious ones. You know, that you get serious about the things of God. And you know that you get into that place that you are willing to pray. You're willing to sacrifice your time. You're willing to give of your time for a nation that is on the, on the brink of going the wrong direction if we're not praying. But I believe we are praying. And I believe what Brother Copeland said, I think it was 2008, that this nation would be reborn. And we would not recognize it because it was going to go back to what the founding fathers had. And the founding fathers, they didn't know what kind of nation this would be. But the founding fathers set some precedents. They set the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence by the Holy Ghost. And we need to bring those standards back to our nation. We need to, I mean, we're getting flooded and inundated with unrighteousness. I think I just dread to think, you know, what's going to happen now over our, in, in Boone County or in Columbia where the city council just elected two ungodly people to the, council, to the school board, excuse me, the school board. And I think... We're in trouble enough in this city over our schools and what we've allowed in. You know, I was looking at in Florida where uh, Governor DeSantis just sent, you know, just uh, signed a bill into law to protect the 
young children, at least the kindergarten through third grade, how they signed that bill. Do you know how come that bill came into law? Because a, a parent that was a, a, a somewhere in the counseling or mental health for children, uh, her 13-year-old daughter, her 13-year-old daughter was separated in the public school and did not tell the parents, did not ask the parents for permission, but put her in a place with the principal and with the counselor and several other people for days. They would call her in, and they would say, this child, this 13-year-old child, that you do not have to obey your parents. And you can pick. What would you like to be, a him or a her? In the public school in a red state, things are happening. Parents, you need to be aware. You need to be aware of what is going on. can tell I'm a little fired up here. But if I don't tell you the truth, I have an obligation from the Lord to speak truth and love. This is what Jeremiah is doing. He's trying to get the people of Israel to turn. He's trying to get the people to go a different direction. So let's go over to Jeremiah 7 and see what he's saying there. In the word of the, verse 1, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word. And say, hear the word of the Lord, all ye of Judah that enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. So these should be people that are going after God, right? I mean, Jeremiah should be prophesying to the people of the house of God. I'm just prophesying to the house of God. And it says in verse 3, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, this is to the people of Israel, Amend your ways and your doing, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. So you can hear the heart of God reaching out to the people of God, going after them, those people that go to church or those in that day went to the synagogue or went to the temple of God. But I'm saying to the house of God and to the churches of God, you know, amend your ways. We need to turn and go another direction. We need to be going towards God. We need to have a hunger for the things of God. If he is having to prophesy to Israel, straighten up your act, amend your ways, get it together. Verse 8, Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, and commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense unto Baal, and walk after other gods whom you know not? This is where they are. This is exactly where they are. Verse 12, But go ye now unto my place which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at first, and see what I did to it for the wickedness of my people. So he's referring to Shiloh where the first uh, tent was, the tent of congregation, where they went in and 
they worship God. And he said, I want you to go. I want you to go into that place, and I want you to see what happened to my people. What happened to my people? What happened to my people when they did not turn? When they didn't listen? When they didn't hearken? When they did their own thing? And then he says, verse 13, And now, because you have done all these works, saith the Lord, and I spake unto you, rising up early and speaking, but you heard me not, I called you, but you answered not. Therefore will I do unto this house, which is called by my name, wherein you trust, and unto the place which I gave to you and to your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh. Twenty years later, Solomon's temple was destroyed. They could have repented. They could have gotten right with God. God was crying out. God was given opportunity. And I say to America, God is crying out for his people to rise up and make a stand. He's crying out to his people, will you not amend your way? Are you just going to sit and let the lawless rule? Are you just going to sit and let your children, you know, get into that place that they are hearing secular things and and saying that parents are not important? Or are we going to rise up? Are we going to allow these laws in the land and be silent? Or are we going to rise up and we are going to pray and we're going to get our orders from God and we're going to obey God and we're not going to be still? I mean, this is the heart of God. He is trying to save Israel. Right now, he's trying to save Judah and Jerusalem because Israel's already gone. The, uh, but the, he wants the southern kingdom to be turned towards him. Why? Because he loves his people. And he wants to do his people good. So he said, I love Verse 17, seest thou not what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? Do you not see? Do you not see what they're doing? Do you not see what they're doing in our streets? Do you not care what they're doing in our nation? The children gather wood and the fathers kindle the fire and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven. And to pour out drink offerings unto other gods. And they may provoke me to anger. Do they provoke me to anger, saith the Lord? Do they not provoke themselves? Listen to what he says. Do they not provoke themselves to confusion of their own faces? Because they are doing these things, baking cakes to heaven and making sacrifices to heaven, to their idols. He says, they're causing confusion on their own lives. They're bringing confusion into their own hearts. So when we agree with these things with the world, you know, when we set ourselves and just allow these things to take place, then we're bringing confusion. Verse 23, but this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and walk you in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. So the heart of God is saying, hey, just adjust. Quit baking your cakes to heaven. Just turn from your wicked ways. Just obey my voice, and it's going to be well with you. 
but they hearken not, nor incline thy ear, but walked in the counsel and in the imaginations of their evil heart and went backward and not forward. And we've been preaching in this house. We are going forward. We are moving forward. We're going to take our city back. And I'm just declaring in the name of Jesus, we are going to take this city back. We're going to take this county back. You know, we have got to stand in that place and not allow this ungodly agenda to stand any long longer in our city. And it's going to take us on our knees. It's going to take the prophets rising up. It's going to take the people of God declaring the word of the Lord over the city, declaring the word of the Lord over the people, getting the, the heaven's plan and purpose and declaring what God is saying and taking back what belongs to us. There is so much. Jeremiah 11. I just want us to really think tonight. What got Israel in such a mess and they didn't learn? Because they didn't hear the voice of God. Because they wanted to do what was right in their own eyes. And not what was right in the sight of God. And we have to be a people that will rise up and believe what biblical principles means. God's not playing around. We're living in dangerous times and a dangerous hour. That we're going to have to hear what prophets are saying, what the Word of God is saying, and go the direction of the Lord and not be afraid of their faces God was very pacific to Jeremiah. Do not be dismayed by their faces. That's basically, and he said, they're not going to like what you say. He warned them. He gave them a, a prelude. Is that what I want? He gave, you, gave them, is that right? Okay, to what was going to happen. And yet, Jeremiah made the decision, I'm going to say what God says no matter what their faces say. Because I'm not dealing directly with flesh and blood, but I'm dealing in a realm that is above them. I'm dealing in a spiritual realm. And I'm, as Paul said, we are not dealing with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of, of darkness in higher places. And that, what is God is talking about when he talked to Jeremiah as a prophet, he said, you're going in the spirit realm to root out, pull down those strongholds that are causing people to go in the wrong direction, contrary to the word of God. So this is about 20 years later, and the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah saying, and the Lord is speaking to him all through these years. I'm just picking out some things in the Word of God. You know, because this is the heart of God for the people of God. This is the heart of God today. Don't be afraid to say what God says. He says, verse 2, Hear ye the words of this covenant 
and speak unto the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Cursed be the man that obeyeth not the words of his covenant. They knew the covenant which I commanded your fathers in the day that I brought them forth out of the land of Egypt from the iron furnace, saying, Obey my voice and do them according to all which I command you. So shall ye be my people, and I will be your God. That, and then he said, what he says, verse 5, that I may perform the earth which I swore. This is what God's saying. I want to do this. I want to perform my covenant in your life. I want to come in with the blessing of the Lord. I want that to work in this nation again. I am talking to you as your father, as your God, and declaring to you, this is what I want. That's what he's saying here. Obey my voice. Do according to all which I command you. Verse 5 again, that I may perform the earth oath which I have sworn unto your fathers to give them, this is what he wants to do, a lamb flowing with milk and honey as it is this day. Then answered I and said, so be it, O Lord. Wouldn't it be great if we all just said, so be it? So be it, Lord. I agree with you, God. I don't want this filth in my city. I don't want this in my schools. I don't want this in my government. I want America back. I want righteousness to rule where God is God. There's a purpose that we have them on our dollar bills. There's a purpose that he's, you know, ingrained in our nation. And they're removing him everywhere. Verse 8, yet they obeyed not, nor inclined their ear, but walked every one in the imagination of their evil heart. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we have people that are walking in the imagination of their evil heart. The stubbornness, the hardness, the twisted, that's what that means. They're a twisted imagination. They're twisted thinking, and we're just going, well, let's not say anything. Let's be quiet because we don't believe what the prophets say. Not in this house. Not in this house. We are going to stand, and we're going to pray, and we're going to believe God. Amen? Stand in that place that we are not those that are going backwards. We are those that are going forward. You know, I believe that God has called this house to rise up in this generation and speak truth in love. I'm tired of being called. I'm a hater because I love truth. Because I love the word. Because I love God. And I'm going to obey him. This is what Jeremiah was trying to get across to the people of Israel. This is what the prophets have been trying to get across for years and years, to pray and seek the face of God, humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, hear from heaven, 
and obey what God is saying. Obey what God is doing in this hour. Amen? Hallelujah. Wow, it's already 8 o'clock. I'm going to, I may go back to Jeremiah, but I'm going to read a couple of things that Brother Hagin said back in 1981. 1981. Let's see. Don't just sit to one side and say, well, now we'll watch and we'll see what happens in the nation and in the economic scene. Yea, saith the Lord of hosts. There are forces, there are powers, there are spirits at work you cannot see but if you'll give yourself to prayer if you'll wait on me occasionally I will pull back the curtains and let you see into the realm of the spirit and you'll see them and you'll say you foul spirit is what we need to be saying even if you can't see it you need to be speaking you foul spirit you ugly foul spirit I see you you will not do what you intended to do because I forbid it in the name of Jesus Christ, you stop your maneuvers right now. You stop your operation over this nation and over this city. In the name of Jesus. That's what we have to do. We cannot be passive. We cannot pretend like things are they're just going to go away and everything's going to be all right. This is 1981, and we weren't in near the mess that we're in today and it's because we didn't stand up it's because the church slept I'm not mad at y'all just letting you know but I am fired up I have it on the inside of me that we are going to have to make a stand like we've never made before and not be ashamed of the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Man, he laid it out in Romans 1. I mean, he laid it out to the people. He said, this is unacceptable lifestyle. Men sleeping with men and women with women. God, through Paul, nailed it. And he didn't back off of it he said and the and the more that the church just back to brother Hagen, and the more that the church and believers will give themselves unto prayer and to intercession and especially in the spirit as the spirit gives them utterance so they will turn things around how is it going to happen they're going to pull down they're going to get in that place and use their words like God said to Jeremiah. And they're not going to be passive about it. See, there is people that are rising up in this hour. That are speaking, we are turning things in the realm of the Spirit. And we are winning, whether it looks like it or not. So I'm not here to discourage you, but I am here to tell you, in 1981, if we had started doing the right things, we probably wouldn't be in this mess. People wouldn't have voted how they did. Don't get me started there. And the more that the church and believers will give, them this, give themselves unto prayer and to intercession, especially in the Spirit, as the Spirit gives them utterance, they will turn things around. 
And he started talking over of, of the times. He said, don't sit still and say, I can't do anything. 1981, because you can pray. Don't sit back and say, well, we'll see what the president can do. Because you see, there are, now listen to this, there are powers at work that are greater than the president. There are, there are forces of evil, and there are evil men with evil minds and evil intent, even in high places. Not playing. This has been going on for decades. There are, um, let's see, and they are servants of the enemy whom he can work. But the Spirit of God desires to work through the servants of God. If the devil can work through people, how much more can God work through his people if we will yield? If we will yield our vessels to the Holy Ghost and declare the word of the Lord, we can turn America. We have the power, and there is a huge move of prayer that is going on. And I just want you to know we are winning, but we can't let up. Because you will give yourself to prayer, you will give yourself unto intercession. You will do what the Scriptures ask you to do in praying for those that are in authority, and, will, and the will of God will be wrought. The hand of the enemy will be saved. This is a prophet speaking that if we'll do our part, the, the hand of the enemy will be stayed. And the message of life and light shall not only be shed abroad even more and more in your country, but it shall spread to other countries. We got such a stoppage right now of the gospel of Jesus. For you see, it's the will of God that the truth, that the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all nations, and that every man shall hear. So you go, you run, you tell the story. You tell the story of the goodness of God. You tell the story of what Jesus did. Become a prayer warrior. Yea, enlist in the army of the Lord to pray so he'll use you and you'll be able to stand in the forefront of the army, even the front ranks to go forward. For it's a, not a natural battle, it's a spiritual battle. And we've got to take the blinders off of people's eyes. We have to do that. It's our duty. We're in the army of God. And we have the power. We are not a weak force. We are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's his ability. We got to know what is God. What is God saying? What is God saying to our nation? The prophets are rising up and they are speaking to our nation, and we need to hear the truth. One of the prophets said, You know, pastors, if you don't rise up in the pulpit and speak the truth and declare to your people the truth, and tell them what's going on, and you allow the things that, you know, I don't want to bring political things in. I don't want to bring those things in because it might offend. My God, we got to save our nation. Offend the church. We have to hear the truth. 
You know, the prophetic words that came from the time that Jesus was born till all, till all the way through the centuries. There was a thread in the Word of God. And when you picked out those threads, you knew that Jesus was going to be born of a virgin, that he was going to be born in Bethlehem. There were things that gave you ideas of what it was going to look like when God came, when Jesus was born. And you know what happened? People didn't believe it. People got narrow-minded. The Pharisees. The Sadducees, the elders and the scribes, they got narrow-minded and said, it can't be him. It's not happening the way we think. Well, there's a move of God that is going on, a great move of God that is going on. And there's an awakening that's happening and a move of God that's coming. And we don't know what it's going to look like. And I'm telling you right now, don't try to figure it out in your head. Let God do what God wants to do. Let God use you the way God wants you to use. Be used, but don't shy back. Don't quit. Don't give in. No, don't cave under the pressure, but rise to the occasion. Rise to the occasion. Speak the truth. The prophets have declared certain things. Brother Hagen in 81, Kenneth Copeland in 84. This is just parts. These are my days, saith the Lord. These are the days of vengeance. I'm coming down on darkness hard because people are praying. But any time that I do this, I must warn you, take heed to what my servant is telling you tonight. When I come down on dar darkness, it will be swift. It will be hard. So don't be carrying darkness in your life when it happens. You walk in the light as I am in the light, you know. God's coming down on darkness. These things that are being exposed are being exposed on purpose. These things are coming out at this time. But these are prophecies from years ago. I want you to understand that. And we need to go in there and we need to look. What is God saying? He's been saying something to our nation. He's been saying something that we have to get a revelation on that he is speaking. He's been speaking for years. He's been saying things for years, and we got to grasp it. Some people want those prophecies to come to pass ASAP. Well, I would like to see a lot more myself. But, you know, I'm not going to quit. Jer I go back, Jeremiah 40 years he prophesied, and it was years before he saw what, he'd said, what he saw, what he had prophesied. But you got to know you're being effective and you're making a difference. You walk in the light as I am in the light, and what comes down on them hard will lift you up. When Egypt experienced the death of the firstborn, it was a long night of mourning, and darkness and death for those that walked against, against me. So we don't want to be against him. And lifted their hand against my people. But to those who walked in the light as I was in the light, those that put the blood over the door and those that had their loins girt and their lamps lit... Those that were wise, those were like the ten virgins, the wise ones. 
And we're hearkening and we're listening. And we're going after what God has. Those that had taken of that Passover lamb and had consumed it. Those instead of walking in darkness, there was light in every household in Goshen. And as the power of the living God came and the power that brought death on one side brought life on the other side. I believe that's where we are. But we cannot be a half-hearted church. We cannot be a half-hearted people that accept lifestyles that are contrary to biblical, uh, what God has said in the Word of God. We can't be those people that, oh, just accept, just accept. Lay down and accept and get walked on. No, we have to rise up. We have to rise up. Holiness is a two-edged sword. The power that causes you to be holy is the power that destroys sin. As a mighty blade of holiness swings in your life to destroy sin and keep you protected and keep you well with sin, sick, from sin, sickness, demons, and fear. But if you don't turn loose of sin, the same power will destroy you. I'm coming down swiftly and I'm coming down hard. I was 84, and I believe that's what we're coming into. We're going to see some things, and we need to be on the side of righteousness. We want to be on the side, God's side. Amen? It's amazing what the prophets are saying today. Many of you are listening to some of those. How many of you listen to Flashpoint? You listen. I, I just recommend you listen to Flashpoint. You can just go on Flashpoint, and then I think they have it on Rumble, which is pretty easy, or the Victory Channel. Hear what the prophets are saying because they're telling you what the future is going to be like. I know it's been a while, but I want us to beware of the times. And what to look for. If you don't know what to look for, you're going to get in fear and dread and worry because of what's going on. I mean, how high can the gas prices go? I don't know if I want to know, but they're $7.50 in California. People are struggling. That's almost as much as some people make an hour, not quite. And we're going to have to know how to live in these times. Be very cautious with your priorities. Give me the opportunity to show you what is most important, what is least important. Be very careful to walk and to know and to deal with and think about eternal things rather than about the little things that don't mean much in this total scope. We are at war. And even though we win, I don't want you to lose a single battle. This is God. We're at war. It's a spiritual war. And he doesn't want us to lose, but we're losing some things. We just got to rise up. Even though I'm going to win the war, you could lose a battle and be injured and hurt. I would that none of you, this is the heart of God, I would that none of you lose a single battle. For you're a winner. You're born of me. You're born of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Your spirit of my spirit and your mind of my mind. I'm just reading a few things just to get your attention 
on where we are, what the prophets have said. They've been speaking to our nation for, you know, a long time trying to get America to shift. Are we going to be like those when Jeremiah spoke, you know, just say, well, I'll just go bake my cakes to heaven. Are we going to be like those that, now I don't believe that's going to happen. We're in war. We're in war for America values and morals, the things that our nation was founded on. doesn't mean that our founding fathers were perfect. But I'm going to tell you something about our founding fathers. They did not have the Bibles like we have. They were hard to get a hold of. So they didn't, not every one of them had a biblical Bible to read, to even know what all God was saying. And yet they formed our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence. And they're trying to take that away from us. It's a serious time. But the good news is, I'll give you good news. Oh, my gosh. I won't read the last one. I'll just tell you this. I believe with all my heart that God is on the move. That God is changing things. And the prophets are prophesying with their words and speaking truth. Listen to what they're saying. Hear what their hearts are. So that you know how to vote. That you know how to stand. That maybe you'll run for office. You know, I've been talking a lot about that over the last few years. I'm telling you, the other side's doing it. So we've got some choices to make. We've got to use our words. You may all not be prophets, but you're prophets of your own life. But let's go back and look at Jeremiah 1 one more time. And close up with this. Oh, sometimes I don't smile. I'm passionate about this. I want our nation back. I want this city. I want the schools back. I mean, my kids went to Christian school all their life. And I'm thankful for the foundation that they got. And that was a long time ago. <laughs> and the things that are going on now, it's insane. And it's here in our city. And they're, they're denying it. But it's here. Verse 9, Jeremiah 1, back to Jeremiah 1. I read it earlier. Then the Lord put forth his hand, touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I put my words in thy mouth. When you pray in the tongues, and you pray the word of God, and you pray what the Holy Ghost is saying, then your words are going out there, and they are the most powerful weapon there is on this earth. There's nothing more powerful than a spirit-filled believer that speaks and prophesies by the Holy Ghost and declares the word of God because it goes into the nations, it goes in over kingdoms, and it roots out, and it pulls down, and it destroys, and it, throw, it throws down. Why? So we can build and plant righteousness once again in our nation. You are powerful. Keep praying. Keep standing. Keep believing God. 
Don't back off. Don't back down. Don't be intimidated. You're a force of righteousness. You're a force to do what's right. Hallelujah. I am not mad at y'all. Just letting you know. I don't think Jeremiah did that. He probably just laid it out. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he wasn't dismayed by their faces. And I remember 1984, and I had to speak in Bible school, and God told me, be not confounded, be not confused by their faces. I had to take that by faith. Because you never know what people are thinking. <laughs> you have no clue. Sometimes people have a look on their face because they're tired or sometimes they're thinking on the inside, I don't like her. I mean, I don't know. And I can't be moved by faces. I can only do what God told me. This is what he put in my heart to do. Look for the threads. And some of you probably can go and you can get anything on the Internet. Just go see what the prophets are saying. See what they said 50 years ago. See the prophecies that Kim Clement and Hank Huneman made about Trump. I'm going to say this. Be careful how I say it. But Hank Huneman, not knowing Kim Clement, prophesied the same thing. And they compared notes and they prophesied about the man that would come out of New York City. And they prophesied about the, him being the president. And then they went, they met each other, read their prophecies word for word what the Spirit of God said. And then God assigned them to go to Mayor Giuliani's office when he was a mayor and talk to him about his, what his assignment, what God was saying to him concerning the president to be. Look at the thread. Look at what the prophets are saying. Because there's always a thread when prophets speak. There's always a thread to what he's doing. So you have to watch the threads and pull out so you know what to do and you know how to vote and you know how to stand up for righteousness. And you won't be moved what other people are saying. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.